Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 197. Our reading for today is coming from 1 Chronicles chapters 22 and 23, Romans chapter 3 verses 9 through 31, Psalm chapter 12, and Proverbs chapter 19 verses 13 and 14. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. 1 Chronicles chapter 22. Then David said, Here shall be the house of the Lord God, and here the altar of burnt offering for Israel. David commanded to gather together the resident aliens who were in the land of Israel, and he set stone cutters to prepare dressed stones for building the house of God. David also provided great quantities of iron for nails for the doors of the gates and for clamps, as well as bronze in quantities beyond weighing, and cedar timbers without number. For the Sidonians and Tyrians brought great quantities of cedar to David. For David said, Solomon my son is young and inexperienced, and the house that is to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent, of fame and glory throughout all lands. I will therefore make preparation for it. So David provided materials in great quantity before his death. Then he called for Solomon his son and charged him to build a house for the Lord, the God of Israel. David said to Solomon, My son, I had it in my heart to build a house to the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, You have shed much blood and have waged great wars. You shall not build a house to my name, because you have shed so much blood before me on the earth. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. I will give him rest from all his surrounding enemies, for his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quiet to Israel in his days. He shall build a house for my name. He shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish his royal throne in Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with you, so that you may succeed in building the house of the Lord your God, as he has spoken concerning you. Only may the Lord grant you discretion and understanding, that when he gives you charge over Israel, you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will prosper if you are careful to observe the statutes and the rules that the Lord commanded Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Fear not. Do not be dismayed. With great pains I have provided for the house of the Lord one hundred thousand talents of gold, a million talents of silver, and bronze and iron beyond weighing, for there is so much of it. Timber and stone, too, I have provided. To these you must add, you have an abundance of workmen, stonecutters, masons, carpenters, and all kinds of craftsmen without number, skilled in working gold, silver, bronze, and iron. Arise and work. The Lord be with you. David also commanded all the leaders of Israel to help Solomon his son, saying, Is not the Lord your God with you? And has he not given you peace on every side? For he has delivered the inhabitants of the land into my hand, and the land is subdued before the Lord and his people. Now set your mind and heart to seek the Lord your God. Arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord God, so that the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God may be brought into a house built for the name of the Lord. 1 Chronicles chapter 23 When David was old and full of days, he made Solomon his son king over Israel. David assembled all the leaders of Israel and the priests and the Levites. The Levites, thirty years old and upward, were numbered, and the total was thirty-eight thousand men. Twenty-four thousand of these, David said, shall have charge of the work in the house of the Lord. Six thousand shall be officers and judges. 
4,000 gatekeepers, and 4,000 shall offer praises to the Lord with the instruments that I have made for praise. And David organized them in divisions corresponding to the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The sons of Gershon were Laden and Shimei. The sons of Laden, Jehiel the chief, and Zetham and Joel, three. The sons of Shimei, Shelemoth, Haziel, and Haran, three. These were the heads of the fathers' houses of Laden. And the sons of Shimei, Jahath, Zina, and Jeush, and Bariah. These four were the sons of Shimei. Jahath was the chief, and Ziza the second. But Jeush and Bariah did not have many sons. Therefore they became counted as a single father's house. The sons of Kohath, Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel, four. The sons of Amram, Aaron and Moses. Aaron was set apart to dedicate the most holy things, that he and his sons forever should make offerings before the Lord and minister to him and pronounce blessings in his name forever. But the sons of Moses, the man of God, were named among the tribe of Levi. The sons of Moses, Gershom and Eliezer. The sons of Gershom, Shebuel the chief. The sons of Eliezer, Rehabiah the chief. Eliezer had no other sons, but the sons of Rehabiah were very many. The sons of Izhar, Shelomith the chief. The sons of Hebron, Jeriah the chief, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, and Jechameam the fourth. The sons of Uziel, Micah the chief, and Eshiah the second. The sons of Morari, Malai and Mushai. The sons of Malai, Eleazar and Kish. Eleazar died, having no sons, but only daughters. Their kinsmen, the sons of Kish, married them. The sons of Mushai, Malai, Eder, and Jeremoth, three. These were the sons of Levi by their fathers' houses, the heads of fathers' houses as they were listed according to the number of the names of the individuals from twenty years old and upward who were to do the work for the service of the house of the Lord. For David said, The Lord, the God of Israel, has given rest to His people, and He dwells in Jerusalem forever. And so the Levites no longer need to carry the tabernacle or any of the things for its service. For by the last words of David, the sons of Levi were numbered from twenty years old and upward. For their duty was to assist the sons of Aaron for the service of the house of the Lord, having the care of the courts and the chambers, the cleansing of all that is holy, and any work for the service of the house of God. Their duty was also to assist with the showbread, the flour for the grain offering, the wafers of unleavened bread, the baked offering, the offering mixed with oil, and all measures of quantity or size. And they were to stand every morning, thanking and praising the Lord, and likewise at evening. And whenever burnt offerings were offered to the Lord on Sabbaths, new moons, and feast days, according to the number required of them, regularly before the Lord, thus they were to keep charge of the tent of meeting and the sanctuary, and to attend the sons of Aaron, their brothers, for the service of the house of the Lord. Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through 31. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin, as it is written, None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. 
Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at the present time, so that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is He not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also. Since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. Psalm chapter 12 Save, O Lord, for the godly one is gone, for the faithful have vanished from among the children of man. Everyone utters lies to his neighbor. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boast, those who say, With our tongue we will prevail, our lips are with us, who is master over us? Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from this generation forever. On every side the wicked prowl, as vileness is exalted among the children of man. Proverbs chapter 19, verses 13 and 14. A foolish son is ruined to his father, and a wife's quarreling is a continual dripping of rain. House and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Today we're going to do something a little different for our devotional. I'm going to read out of Romans chapter 3 again, but I'm going to read it from the NLT. I'm not going to read all of it, just some of it, and then we're going to pray. These scriptures are so plain, they're so obvious, that it doesn't take a theologian to mess it up. So I'm going to read it now out of the NLT, some of it, and then we're going to pray. And as I read it, I want you to think about yourself, your walk with God, your relationship, where you are, are you under the power of sin? Or are you living as a free person, walking with the Lord and enjoying His goodness and His mercy and His forgiveness because of the cross? Let me go ahead and read. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. As the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. 
All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. But now, God has shown us a way to be made right with Him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when He held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For He was looking ahead and including them in what He would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate His righteousness, for He Himself is fair and just, and He makes sinners right in His sight when they believe in Jesus. Before we pray, I just want to encourage you for a minute. No matter where you are or what you've done, the Bible is explicitly clear that all of mankind, everyone, has fallen short of God's glorious standard. Everyone has lived under the power of sin. But there is freedom. There is forgiveness. There is hope. And that hope is only found in the name of Jesus Christ. And no matter who you are or where you are, know this, that there is no power from sin that is so strong that it could keep you and prohibit you from calling on the name of the Lord, even right now. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and today I thank you for your mercy, for your grace, for your forgiveness. You do all things well. I thank you that you have loved us so much that you sent your Son, who went to the cross, who paid the price tag for our sins. He was crucified, and three days later he was raised from the dead because the power of death could not hold him. God, my prayer is that every one of our listeners would know this, that no matter what they've done or how far they've gone away from you, no matter how exceedingly horrible their sin may be, that there is hope and forgiveness and mercy because of the blood of Jesus. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed today's devotional. I know it was a little bit different. I mainly just reread some of the scripture, but out of the NLT. If you love the Bible 365 podcast, make sure you share it with your family and with your friends. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 198.